With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right now, let's spend a little time with our go-to man when it comes to coronavirus, Dr. Joe Gastaldo, infectious disease specialist at Ohio Health. How does the morning find you, my friend? Joel, the morning finds me well. Just finished a 5K run outside, and you're absolutely right. Uh, the weather this weekend was nice, and I'm very happy the Buckeyes won. And, uh, yeah, it's another week in the world in Central Ohio related with me related to COVID. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned the Buckeyes. i got to ask, do you think, in your mind, is it good that Indiana beat Penn State? Because right now in the rankings, Indiana 17, Penn State 18, and we play them both. So is that good to have two ranked teams, or do you wish Penn State would have won so they'd have bubbled up and we'd have had a bigger contest this week? Uh, I all, I like the drama. I wish Penn State would have won so we could be have a more exciting game. But, uh, again, uh, it makes me more excited to see us have a close, have a, uh, a good win yeah. over a highly ranked team. Yeah, right on, right on. Well, unfortunately, we don't get that this year, but we are eight-point favorites. So we'll take that. i got to ask uh, right off the bat, since uh, coronavirus is your wheelhouse, and uh, what we've talked to you about for the last several months. A lot of uh, hay being made this morning over uh, VP Pence, uh, people on his team testing positive. He's still out campaigning. He and his wife have both tested negative. So, So where do you fall on that? Where do you and your peers? Because on some level, I understand people being a little concerned that he's still out because people on his inner circle have tested positive, and a lot of times... When you hear something like that, they're like, well, that person that's been in close contact, um, you know, uh, all the contact tracing and all that stuff should relegate him to being, you know, standing down for 14 days. But he continues to test negative. So in your mind, which is the more compelling part of that puzzle? Is it part of his inner circle are testing positive or is it that he continues to test negative? Uh, it's a little bit of both, Joel. Now, granted, the president and vice president uh, get tested all the time. We don't know exactly what they're doing. But, again, I really want to know, when we isolate people, I want to know for, pre- for uh, my Vice President Pence what kind of contact did he have with these people. If he truly did have close contact with somebody, you know, the rules for quarantine apply to everybody. He should be quarantined. But, you know, to give give him the benefit of the doubt, we don't know with certainty if he has really had close contact. You know, if I uh, go outside and say hi to my neighbor uh, and they have COVID and it's at a distance, that's not considered a high-risk uh, contact. So, again, what I really want to know for President or Vice President Pence is, did he truly have what's considered a high-risk close contact? We don't know that. Yeah. How long would it be, like, if he does have interaction with someone who is positive, uh, and for a couple of days now he's still testing negative, at what point would you think he's passed that chance to get it? I mean, it, it doesn't show up immediately, so how many days of negative tests does he have to demonstrate before you figure he's clear? Yes, that's a great question, a question I commonly get. Most people who develop symptomatic COVID-19 develop symptoms within five to seven days after exposure. However, Joel, 
for that window period, it is up to 14 days. That's why if you have a high-risk exposure to someone with COVID-19, the quarantine is 14 days, albeit most people who develop symptoms develop symptoms within five to seven days after a high-risk exposure. I got you. I got you. Give me the state of the hospitals right now because, again, when you watch the news, listen to the news, read the news, it's, oh, my gosh, Ohio has all these cases. I mean, we peaked Saturday at 2,858 cases, back down yesterday to just over 2,300. But, you know, we've been running over 2,000 for the last week or so, and a lot of people are like, ah, it's huge, that's a great big number, and we got to be scared. Are the hospitals running at capacity, peak capacity, anywhere near capacity right now? The hospital bed situation is A-OK. However, one thing that the Ohio Hospital Association reports every day are COVID hospitalizations within the whole state of Ohio. It's on the ODHA website, and you could even divide it down based on your region. And if you look at the numbers, on October the 12th in the state of Ohio, there were 952 patients in the hospital with COVID-19. And you can look at that number rising. Yesterday on October 25th, the state of Ohio had over 1,300 patients with COVID-19. And you could break it down further by ICU admissions and patients on the ventilator. So there is a trend um, throughout the month of October of more hospitalizations um, related to COVID-19. And I think that number is going to be going higher. But the bed capacity in the hospital is fine. We need to be in a position where we could take care of patients. The three healthcare systems in Ohio um, are talking to each other every day. We help each other out. Um, but uh, the hospitals are in good shape when it comes to beds. Okay, so so given that, uh, and kind of you know this amped up news coverage, um, you know, I'm 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 always trying to figure out how to feel about it because I'm very frustrated. Uh, I feel like it gets more coverage than is due. And again, at the beginning of this thing, and I still feel like this is one of the primary focuses is you know, we got to kind of flatten the curve. We got to try to be healthy. So we don't overwhelm the healthcare system. And through it all in Ohio, we have never come close to overwhelming the hospital system. We knew that the numbers were likely to go up because we're moving inside, cold and flu season's coming. So we figured the numbers would go up. You guys are all prepared for that, aren't you? Yeah, we are prepared for it. And and again, there's so many things that are being juggled when it comes to this. Uh, you know, every day at Riverside, we have a huddle on our bed capacity. Do we need to open up another COVID unit? What does the bed situation look like? We're juggling a lot of things. You know, that, that's, that's medicine in the hospital. Yeah. We, pay, we prepare for the worst-case scenario and hope it doesn't come to that. But, again, that's what we do as, as a hospital. And when you talk about that, again, we're getting better and better at treating it. We're testing more and more. So do you feel like, uh, as some people say, it's the amount of testing we're doing is why the cases are going up? Or is the conventional wisdom, hey, we're moving more inside, so we're going to be in tighter quarters, we're going to be breathing the same air, that's what's driving the number up? Yeah, I think it's, it's multifactorial, but I did think you hit it on the nail, and I agree with what De- Governor DeWine said a few days ago. You know, I, I think what's happening is with the weather changing and holidays and more people being inside and really private gatherings, that's really the driving force, in my opinion, on why we're seeing more COVID-19. But again, um, we are doing more testing, but the, the, the canary in the coal mine is how many patients are in the hospital related to COVID-19. So yes, it's still today that younger people, 
people without comorbidity less likely to require hospitalization, but uh, we are having more hospitalizations related to symptoms from COVID-19. Yeah. Dr. Joe Gastaldo, our guest, infectious disease specialist with Ohio Health. So when we talk about that, and again, you know, more cases up. So again, it makes sense there would be more people in the hospital. Um, I, I still don't see an awful lot about recovery numbers. It, it, give me a sense, if you can, even in percentages, um, younger people generally tolerate and recover from COVID and even older people that don't have other extenuating circumstance, you know, that have diabetes or more, uh, you know, they're uh, obese or things like that. Uh, even older people tend to get this and recover, don't they? Yeah, it's true. It really depends on two things. One, when do they present in their disease process? So, for example, remdesivir is an antiviral agent has its biggest bang for the buck earlier on in the disease process. So if you have respiratory complaints related to COVID and it's earlier on in the disease process, remdesivir is going to help you. But if you've had COVID respiratory complaints for more than 10 days, remdesivir isn't going to do anything. So it really depends on that. And the second thing, it really depends on uh, your comorbidity. So let's say someone's 50 and they are morbidly obese versus someone who is 50 who's morbidly obese, has type 2 diabetes mellitus, and is receiving uh, chemotherapy for cancer. So it's all of those things that really are additive that affect the outcomes uh, of COVID-19, whether it be you recover, you die, or you recover, but you are still so weak. Some people get COVID, and for that matter, many other infections, their recovery is weeks to months. Yeah. And it's not where you just, hey, you're out of isolation, you're going to go back. It's really, uh, it's almost like a trauma patient. Your body takes such an injury that takes time to recover. Right. So so given that, um, you know, you, you mentioned remdesivir, which there's been lots of conversation about, um, you know, especially over the summer, uh, but it's now more widely used. Uh, are we seeing that? Are we seeing other drugs that are a part of the mix now that really are helping and helping people, uh, you know, get m- maybe speedy recovery is not the right way to say it, but more easily able to recover from COVID? Absolutely. And that's a big difference between now versus March. So there's two uh, national practice guidelines for COVID-19, one from the NIH. And there are recommendations uh, and guidelines on giving not only remdesivir, but dexamethasone, a steroid. And we didn't have that information in March. And, um, you know, we have, we have those that standard of care. If you come in the hospital, you require oxygen. Uh, you're earlier on the disease process. You get remdesivir and, and dex- dexamethasone. And as time moves on, hopefully we'll have other therapeutics in the window period. Okay. So, again, as I see it, uh, and I'm looking at numbers right now, uh, Franklin County showing 32,241 cases overall, 642 deaths. Then you go to Cuyahoga County, 20,003, Hamilton, 17,003, Montgomery, 10,008, and down it goes. Uh, but even in the hot spots, even where there are more cases than other counties, you're still telling me today that there's plenty of room in hospitals if somebody needs hospital care. Absolutely. Hospital capacity is fine. And Joel, as you know, there have been so many people who have delayed receiving health care for other non-COVID-related things. And I'm worried about them. You know, so many women have put off mammographies, 
uh, colorectal screening. So many kids are delinquent in their routine pediatric immunizations. We have to be able to provide health care for everybody. It is a big lift, and we're juggling a lot of pieces, but it is something that we have to do to provide care for everybody. Well, it sounds like there's room in the hospitals, so if that's something that you've done, uh, you really need to talk to your doc and get after it. I got a minute. Give me the latest on vaccines. Again, that's one of those things. If you listen to Joe Biden talk, I'm not going to see a vaccine till the middle of next year. If you listen to President Trump, it's almost any day kind of vibe. You're a medical doctor. You're an infectious disease specialist. Tell me what you know. So here's what I know about vaccines. The vaccine conversation continues. We are planning in the state of Ohio locally and that Ohio Health on a vaccine distribution plan. It's my hunch that probably in December, uh, probably mid to late December, uh, Ohio will likely be receiving a very limited supply of vaccines. And as 2021 evolves, there will be more widespread distribution of the vaccine. We need to start having a very open and transparent conversation about vaccines for people to understand not only the safety, but the efficacy of the vaccine so people can choose to get the vaccine based on science. Brilliant. Dr. Joe, have a great week. And as always, we appreciate the time and the touch. Dr. Joe Gastaldo, infectious disease specialist with Ohio Health. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.